0: Adrian Sims was woken by the muezzin, calling from a minaret. There was no need to look at his bedside clock. It was early June. Tangier was on Greenwich Mean Time, about quarter past three. He could do with another two hours sleep, but he had been roused from a vivid dream. His mind was racing. He would need a few minutes reading to control and compose his thoughts, but he did not want to switch the light on and wake Beryl, An Englishman, thirty-five years old, he had been married for four years to an American, an Oklahoman, ten years younger than himself. In his bachelor days, he had maintained that one of the pleasantest things about a love affair was the waking first in the early morning, the gentle rousing of one's companion, the few minutes of cosy cuddling, the drowsy love-making, the falling asleep in each other's arms. Then three hours later, the waking together, refreshed, to a world refreshed. But that was one of the things that died out in marriage. One of the many things. He checked. That wasn't fair. Some things went. Others came to take their place. Many others. Beryl was breathing quietly beside him as he slid away. He tucked the bedclothes round her. Having no resident maid, They left their bedroom door ajar so that the air could circulate freely through the flat. Soundlessly he crossed the passage into his dressing room. He had left a book open by his bed, a simenon. The bed was soothingly cool. The drama of the narrative steadied his nerves. In a few minutes, the lines began to blur. He switched off the light. The room was in dusk when he awoke, half-past six. He pulled back the shutters, and the brightness of the early sunlight made him blink. The sky was cloudless. Another radiant day. His flat was on the second floor of a new two-storied maisonette, three-quarters of a mile from the centre of the town. It stood on a broad avenue, the Boulevard de Paris. Already the town had come to life. Veiled Muslim women were carrying their bread baskets from the baker's. A couple of Moroccans in long-hooded jalabas were pushing a handcart laden with furniture. Sheep were grazing on an empty stretch of grass across the road. A fully-loaded bus grunted up the hill, discharging thick black fumes. Below the flat a group of untidy men were gossiping. One of them, his guardian, waved at him. "'Good morning, Monsieur Adrian!' Everyone called him Monsieur Adrian. He liked being known by his Christian name. No chance of a bath yet, he thought. There was a water shortage, and the water which was turned off around nine o'clock at night did not usually go on till seven. He went into the bathroom and turned the tap. As he had expected, there was a gurgle and then silence. Best open up, he thought. It was a largish flat that he had thought himself lucky to find when he had been posted to the British consulate eight months earlier. It was furnished with a low Danish sofa— two Danish chairs, a long low Danish table that he had bought when he was stationed in Copenhagen. On the walls were framed travel posters. There were thick, locally made floor rugs. A central passage divided the two main rooms. The other side faced a garden. It was a flat that looked its best during the day. As he drew back the curtains and opened the shutters, letting in the sunlight, Adrian felt that he had no reason to resent his lot, He had only one complaint to make of the flat, its lack of books. He wished he had had the chance to build up a library. At its far end was the small room that he used as his own study. As always, when he entered it, he thought, how would it strike the police if they broke in? Was it or was it not what they would expect of a thirty-five-year-old vice-consul? It was a short, narrow room, The shelves lining one of the walls were filled with photographs, reference books, stationery, a small cardboard letter file. The break-in would be made presumably at night. The intruders would not switch on the light, which would show through the shutters and attract the attention of the guardian. They would flash a torch round the room. Would anything strike them as unusual?'